Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is NBA Today, hosted by Malika Andrews. Coming up on NBA Today, it's the final day of NBA rank. So see where Steph, Jokic, Embiid, Giannis, and Luka all landed in the top five. Plus, hear what Trey Young had to say about his new all-star teammate at Hawks Media Day. Will they be the best backcourt in the league? And Celtics leadership spoke for the first time since announcing Ime Udoka's one-year suspension. That's next. NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today. I'm Malika Andrews. And on this day, we start in Boston, where Celtics governor and CEO Wick Grusbeck and president of basketball operations Brad Stevens addressed the media for the first time since suspending Ime Udoka for the upcoming season for violating team policies. And over the course of the next hour, you're going to hear from Stevens and Grusbeck on multiple topics. But we do want to start with the suspension itself. As you know, Ime Udoka has been suspended for the upcoming season for breaking team rules. For privacy reasons, I won't be able to offer many additional facts or circumstances around what occurred and why the suspension uh, is in place. As soon as we learned there was a potential situation, we immediately brought in a respected law firm to conduct a thorough investigation uh, and impartial investigation. And they took some time. And we actually concluded that investigation with a report uh, two days ago. The suspension is for a season through June 30th, and uh, we will make a determination at a later time uh, about Ime's future uh, with us, and that will be discussed another time and has not been decided. No one else in the organization besides Ime Udoka is facing any penalty or reprimand, even including the, the, the woman involved, or is that just private? It, 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 it probably, thank you, Gary, for asking. It probably, I was probably going to refer to the notes on that one and say it's private, but no, nobody else is facing penalty or reprimand. Last night, prior to the press conference, Udoka told me in a statement, quote, I want to apologize to our fans, players, and the entire Celtics organization and my family for letting them down, Udoka said. I am sorry for putting the team in this difficult situation, and I accept the team's decision out of respect for everyone involved. I will have no further comment. And as you can see, we have a panel here to cover every angle of this story and the press conference. I'm joined by senior NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski, senior writer Zach Lowe, and our analyst Chine Agumake. Thank you all for being here. Woj, I wanted to start with you here. What stood out to you as we heard from the Celtics brass for the first time? Well, listen, obviously the seriousness with which they took uh, the violation that occurred uh, in Boston, the fact that they were willing to suspend a coach uh, with no certain return date, if, if ever, who got them within two games of an NBA championship in the middle of what they thought would be, and still hope can be, a championship window. And certainly, I think you saw the gravity. I think Brad Stevens wore it. 
of the impact that this entire episode has had on that organization, uh, specifically women in that organization, uh, beyond just a, a particular woman who had a uh, relationship with Ime Adoka. And so, listen, I think this has been jarring for the Celtics. It's certainly jarring for those involved. Mm. I think it has been jarring uh, for, for people all around the NBA. Zach? Uh, it's it's been shocking. It's it's in a lot of ways was more shocking than the Robert Sarver story that shocked all of us for a year. What struck me the most was I've never seen Brad Stevens look like that before. Brad Stevens is distraught. Mm. He's shaken up, and I it, it evinced to me, you know, this was his hire. This was the guy he tabbed to coach the team, and it, it looked almost like he felt a sense of betrayal. And look, this whole story has been incredibly uncomfortable because at, at its base, it is a human story with yeah. families that are going to be wrecked. There has been a rush just across the board, a rush to identify the woman, which was frankly disgusting, a rush to evaluate the severity or lack of severity or whatever you feel about the suspension, a rush in some corners to defend Ime Udoka without really knowing all of the facts, all of the workplace dynamics, all of the power dynamics, and all of the implications of those power dynamics. Does someone have to get reassigned, moved around, demoted. What are the potential implications of that for the Celtics organization legally? These are enormously complicated issues. And But my broader takeaway was Brad Stevens looks distraught, and the longer this goes, the harder it is to imagine Ime Odoka walking back in and coaching the team. It's, it's still possible. They made it clear it's still possible. It just seems far-fetched to me. Yeah, and, you know, watching the press conference, I actually took notes. And there were two things that I'd like to reiterate that we all heard. One, that the Celtics brought in an independent law firm to conduct the investigation. And I know that there's a lot of chatter online about, oh, this was a consensual relationship between two you know, adults, whatever the case is, because the Internet and social media takes a life of its own. But when the workplace is involved with relationships, there's protocols, there's rules, there's standards that elevated this beyond HR to having an independent external law firm come in and make these determinations. And this also shows that, you know, this was based on facts and findings, findings that we may not be privy to or should have to be privy to. And that's the first thing that stood out. The second thing is that no one else is facing penalty mm. other than Ime Odoka. And I feel like this is important because people keep saying we need to hear the woman's perspective. We need to find out who this person is and hear that side as well if we're hearing Ime's side. At the end of the day, the investigation heard all perspectives necessary to come to this determination. And no one besides Udoka received a penalty. And to me, that speaks volumes. I, and I think it speaks to a, a different time in professional sports where you know, I know people might say, there have been these situations in the past. They didn't come to light. I think, and, and Wick Rosbeck said it, the Celtics are a corporation and a business. And that perhaps five years ago, three years ago, seven years ago, however, it might have been treated differently by an organization because <clears throat> a successful head coach, it is, no one's irreplaceable. But certainly, uh, they... As a basketball coach, Ime Adoka, as a leader, they believed, and for good reason, that they had had, and they had an individual that would be for a very long time leading this organization. An organization maybe in the past would have found a way for this to have not escalated to an, uh, an internal, uh, uh, bringing a law firm to do an investigation, and then to mete out this kind of punishment. And so I think that's what's, I think that's what's different about this, and it speaks to it is the year 2022. Correct. Not only that, but you said escalated. 
And I think it's important to note, we don't know how or when and why it escalated. And that, that there's, a, there's a gap of information, both of time and information missing there, that I think would reveal a lot about this story. We just don't know what sort of triggered these, this from going something that was going on mm. to something that was now being investigated. That is a very important puzzle piece of what happened here. And listen, this, we, we talk about Ime Yudoka's future in Boston, and it is very uncertain. And there was no sense today that it is going to just be, and, and I've not gotten any sense, and I don't think Ime Udoka's gotten any sense, that this is going to be, um, that there's an easy pathway. Yeah. They didn't lay out criteria today of what it would take for him to come back. Mm. I do not think the final chapter has necessarily been written on his coaching career, and certainly other teams, other organizations are going to need to and want to find out exactly what happened. Different organizations are going to have different thresholds. Some might consider... Uh, some might not at all consider Ime Adoka. I think there's plenty who will, but they're going to have to know what happened there. Uh, but as I think both Shanae and, and Zach said, it, it may be difficult for him to walk back in the mm. door and lead and be the leader of that organization. Well, one thing, Zach, that you touched on was just this gross uh, focus on identifying unnecessarily women's names that may or may not be involved. And I, I think it is no, uh, it's, it, it isn't too harsh to say that that was a, a failure by many people, including folks within our own industry. And Brad Stevens actually addressed that today. I want everyone to take a listen. We have a lot of talented um, women in our organization. And <clears throat> I thought yesterday was really hard on them. And I think that, um, you know, nobody can control Twitter speculation and rampant. But um, I do think that we, as an organization, um, have a responsibility to make sure we're there to support them now. Because um, a lot of people were dragged unfairly into that. I want to bring in our NBA analyst, Kendrick Perkins, into this conversation because, Perk, you played for the Celtics organization. What were your thoughts on this message here? Well, <clears throat> well, one, to me, I, I, I didn't like Brad comments on this. And let me explain why. Not the, the fact that he was taking up and protecting the women in the organization, but, you know, he said about the speculations and the, and the Twitter BS and things to that nature and how unfair it was to the women in the organization that is not involved with this particular situation. And I get that, right? But why is it speculations? It's speculations because of the reports that were put out by the actual Boston Celtics. So they didn't do a great job from the jump of actually protecting the women in their organization because knowing that they were going to sit up here and, 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 and give out this information and go out here and, and uh, suspend Ime Udoka and, and talk about just give a little details, it's going to have people speculating. And in my eyes, I feel like the Boston Celtics dropped the ball not only in protecting their entire franchise, but in t protecting the women as well and also the players. Think about this for a second. It's no way in hell that everyone in this organization didn't know about this situation over the last however many months, probably the last year, right? 
Everybody knew about it. So now you're bringing players involved. Nobody's even talking about how the players are going to be affected. Nobody's going to be talking about how maybe the players are going to get called into office and have to deal with a situation or talk about a situation when they really shouldn't have to be doing that anyway because everybody knew about it. So my thing was, was this. Before... This came out publicly before they decided to make a decision. They should have made sure that they crossed their T's and dotted their I's before they put this information out. And I get it. Now we're to this point, and now he had to go on here and he had to say this and he had to say that to protect those innocent women. But at the end of the day, man, it just ain't right how they went about it. And, and Perk, I have to agree with you to some degree because a lot of times the Celtics, what they got right was probably the process, bringing someone in externally and handling an investigation. But the proliferation of the information is what drug the women through the mud. And to me, as a woman who works in the sports industry and you know a lot of these colleagues, it just is unfair what they've had to deal with. And even though the intentions were right, the way that the messaging went out and how it was handled, that's another way that you have to look in the mirror as an organization and say, when we're in times like this, and I think everyone around the NBA is looking, when we're in times like this, unfortunately, you know, you God forbid, but if there's a situation, we have to make sure everyone's protected as we're releasing this information. And I, I think to Zach's point, I know you said you didn't agree, Perk, about, you know, Brad Stevens and his comments. I think what you saw there was the president of basketball operations feeling, um, you know, disheartened based on the experiences he's had because he's now no longer in that head coach role where you handle the X's and O's. Instead, he's probably the one that's the face face to face and having plethora of conversations with these women, seeing them being distraught or even just having to manage that. I think that's what you're seeing more so from Brad Stevens, not necessarily saying that, you know, everything that they handled was perfect. Right. And, And listen, I agree to that aspect. But here's the thing, too. The word accountability, okay? Accountability doesn't just go to Ime Udoka, okay? Accountability goes to the other people that play the part in that as well. Let me tell you another thing I didn't like about my good friend uh, Wick Grossbeck and Brad Stevens in this press conference when they asked, is anybody else going to be punished? And they said no. And my whole thing is, is this, right? These are some of the facts that have been out. These are some facts that I know that, you know, this relationship, one of these relationships that was had that was had with Ime Udoka and one of these women, it was consensual, meaning that this woman actually played a part in it too. So my thing is, yes, Ime Udoka was wrong. We get that. His punishment, he deserved that, and whatever else follows, I hate it for him, but he put himself in this position. But why are the other people getting left off the hook? Well, That's the Kendrick, problem that I Kendrick, have right now. Kendrick, Everybody got to be held Kendrick. accountable. I think that we need to circle back to what Shanae said, is that there was a investigation that was conducted by an independent law firm here. And without, I think that transparency is what will rule the day here. And so without having all of the information, it is unfair and irresponsible of us to go and to speculate on that because what we have to well, I'm not I'm not speculating sure. I have the information I'm not speculating but what we have to go with here is the fact that an independent law firm came in did this investigation and the facts that they were presented they came to the conclusion that Ime Udoka 
violated a policy that's, that warranted a one-year suspension, and I share your frustration with the lack of transparency while understanding that there is some things that they need to, from a legal perspective, keep private. But knowing all of that, understanding all of that, we have to come to the uh, conclusion that whatever rule, the conduct that was broken on one side, it is not the same on the other side. I thank you for your perspective. Uh, we will revisit this story later in our show. We also have a little bit of basketball to get to. So still to come on NBA Today, hear what Steve Kerr had to say about Steph Curry. And is Giannis the best player in the league? Plus, fresh off her first title, guess who's joining us? Coach Becky Hammond live. Do not miss that interview. And with Ime Udoka suspended, did Brad Stevens consider returning to the bench? More NBA Today after the break. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. NBA Today is brought to you by Andor. New episodes streaming Wednesdays only on Disney+. Welcome back to NBA Today. We have breaking news out of Boston. As Adrian Wojnarowski reported, center Robert Williams will be out 8 to 12 weeks after undergoing successful surgery on his left knee. That timeline has Williams back at the earliest around the end of November, but the latest would be Christmas. And so coming off a finals loss, it's been a tough offseason for the Celtics. They started it with lead assistant coach Will Hardy going to the Jazz. Boston made some big offseason moves. They acquired Malcolm Brogdon from the Pacers, but then Danilo Gallinari tore his ACL. We got this news from Woj a couple of weeks ago and the surgery now completed. The, the Celtics have announced that, that Robert Williams is going to be out 8 to 12 weeks, and Ime Udoka has been suspended for the season. So up until this week, the Celtics, they were widely considered, when you looked at the Vegas lines even, the winners of the offseason and the favorites heading into the year. But there is so much that is going on in Boston right now. So, Zach, I'm going to start with you here. When you look at what is going to happen with the Celtics on the court this year, how do you assess that? So the Celtics season turned last year when they implemented a new defensive scheme that was centered around Robert Williams. The two most important ingredients in that scheme were Ime Odoka, who with his coaches came up with it, and Robert Williams, who they put off the ball and said, you're going to guard the worst offensive player on the other team, regardless of position, and block the heck out of everybody at the rim. And they took off like a rocket ship. Both those ingredients are gone. One for the whole season, one for 30-plus games. You mentioned Gallinari. You didn't mention... Jalen Brown kind of recovering from being mentioned in Kevin Durant trade talks. It's just so much instability. It's hard enough to win a title, which is mm. the goal, 
when everything's great and everyone's healthy, it's really hard when you got to come together and shut out all this noise and deal with these kind of injuries. Well, you know, I think that, I, you know, I'm a glass half full girl, okay? We, we all know you're a glass half full <laughs> I'm girl. a glass half full if girl. there's the slightest <laughs> bit of sunshine, Shanae is going to an I'm going to find it. I, okay, so <laughs> I'm going to start with the good, right? The good is that this is a team that was two wins away from, you know, an NBA championship. So they have the blueprint. They have the roadmap to figure out, like, we know what it feels like. We know what a final series feels like. We know exactly what that defense was like. We know who we need to have off ball. We know who we need to have on ball. Like, they have that feel, and for Hoopers, that's very important because you feel like once you know that, you can build off of that, and so they're going to probably feel like we can go out there and compete, but at the end of the day, having a young coach, the youngest in the NBA, right, Malika? 34 years old, that's stepping in, that has three years of as an assistant coach on staff with the Celtics, it's all about adjustments when it comes to the biggest moments of the year, when it comes to the playoffs. Mm. And so that experience of trying to navigate what we knew last year that worked, but also what is your style and how that can work for us now, that's going to be really difficult. So I'm not completely down because these players are mature enough and every year we've seen individually with their game. Talented, yeah. Every year individually with their game, they make leaps and bounds. It's just, you know, strategically in those difficult moments, one possession, two possession games, how do we defend this? How do we score on that? That's sort of where you need that coach to elevate you and we'll see what Coach Joe has. Kendrick? You know what? I feel pretty confident in the Celtics even though they've been through a lot and they're dealing with this situation. And here's why. When you're dealing with this type of situation, I feel like this could bring the team even closer, okay? Mm. And I feel like when you look at Brad Stevens and he said this was the best guy for the job and it wasn't even close, that means that goes to show me that he actually have a relationship and he has the respect in that locker room. And when you have guys like Al Horford, a guy like Al Horford in there that could actually be an extension of the uh, coach on and off the floor, then all of a sudden you could have that togetherness. All of a sudden, we wa- we watched the Celtics last year. We watched them struggle tremendously the first half of the season to the point where I thought it was time to break the Jays up, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. We remember. All of a I sudden they, they gathered it. We to- remember. Yeah, yeah it's, it's cool. I know we keep receipts. It's all good. Listen, but it came it came down to the point they were about three games below 500, and then they went on one of the best regular season runs towards the end of the season in NBA history. So this team thrive off of adversity. They're going to miss Robert Williams, mm. but they have enough to get it done. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are going to take the necessary steps for us, their leadership, and they'll be okay. I think they'll be fine. And Perk, I know that was reverse psychology. Like, let me say break up the Jays so that they come together and band against me and then we start winning. I, that was, that was, I mean, just a little bit. No, that's really how I feel. <laughs> I feel you. Um, I think, you know, especially to Zach's <laughs> point, you know, you're going to miss that anchor in Robert Williams, but at the same time, when did the Celtics turn things around? Around Christmas Day, that's when you can potentially get him back, and they turned into the number one defense for the rest of the season. So as much as it looks bad not having him, I do think there's a little bit where, I mean, it would help. You're right, Malik. I see her on the side, like, saying, you need him from the jump. This is true. Uh, But having him at all next season, you know you have enough talented players to stay floated in the East. Yeah, well, particularly, I, I have I have faith in what Malcolm Brogdon. I know it's completely different when you're talking about big men here, but I, I think that that's going to be a really interesting thing to watch for the Celtics on the court this season. Uh, we also need to talk a little bit about who the top five players are in oh, the NBA. Are they on the Celtics? <laughs> because coming up on our show, we will ask our panel who their top five players are for the next year. I have a feeling that some people are going to have some mixed answers there. Plus, 
The champ is here. Vegas Aces head coach Becky Hammond joins the show live. We ask her about the celebration in Vegas. And it's media day in Atlanta, and the new all-star backcourt spoke for the first time. Don't go anywhere. NBA Today will be right back. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Welcome back to NBA Today. Welcome back to NBA Today. The final installment of NBA Rank dropped on ESPN.com. That's ranking the top five players in the NBA for next season. And when yesterday's reveal ended with LeBron James, ranked as the sixth best player in the league, the five yet to be revealed, the names of the players, they were obvious. It was Giannis Antetokounmpo, Luka Doncic, Steph Curry, Joel Embiid, and Nikola Jokic. So we know who made up the top five of the NBA rank. We just didn't know the exact order. And Steve Kerr spoke at a Warriors press conference yesterday, and he talked about what makes the reigning finals MVP so great. Every single aspect of Steph's day, um, he's devoted to being at the top of his game for as long as he can. Um, and you're talking about one of the one of the best athletes in the world. Um, maybe not by you know how high you jump or how fast you are, you know, traditional athletic um, standpoint. But when you talk about hand-eye and balance and core strength, um, Steph's one of the greatest athletes on earth. So back here with Zach Lowe and my fellow Coven member, Chanae Gumake, we got the All, all Black Memo. Today. Steve Kerr, he is Steph is one of the top athletes in the world, and rightfully so. But is Steph Curry the best player in the NBA according to NBA rank? So I'd like to do a little reveal, please, starting with number five. Number five is... Mr. Stephen Kerr. Oh, wow. I kind of thought this was a little bit low for Steph. Uh, finals MVP, like, what is going on? Oh, you know, All right. Well, let's see who's let's in going. front of him, keep and then we'll, we'll make some decisions. Coming in at number four. Oh, oh well, Embiid. Big fella. Okay, okay. All right. All right. That means number three would be who? 
Luka. Oh! Okay, that's interesting, Zach. How do you feel about this? How do I feel about Luca being number three? Yeah. You ask me, they could be number three, number two. You could put anyone anywhere except for one, which we're going to talk about okay. later. Correct. Okay, okay, okay. He is the MVP betting favorite. He was on our show yesterday, and he did say the goal this year is to win MVP. So, no, we can see if he rises or falls next year. All right, that leaves two names to go. So, number two is... Uh, it is the okay. back-to-back MVP, Nikola Jokic. Denver fans, see this, hear this, feel this. I know you all feel slighted <laughs> the Joker isn't usually ranked higher. He is number two on yes. this, which means there's only one name that we have not said yet. Who do you think that that could possibly be? It seems to me that there, there's only one guy who it would be indisputed who he could be, the best player in the NBA. It is the one and only Giannis Attentacumbo. And as Giannis enters his age 28 season, his 10th season in the NBA, his list of accolades, it already makes him one of the most decorated winners in league history. But does he deserve the number one spot on this list? Uh, Kendrick, I need you to weigh in here. Does he? Absolutely, and he's been deserving of the number one spot. In my opinion, Giannis Antetokounmpo has been the best player in the league for the last three years. If you're starting a team today and you can ask all 30 GMs who they taking, number one, you're taking Giannis. A walking 29 and 12 a night. Walking 21 and 12 a night. What do you think, Zach? They get this right? He's, he's not. No, well, he's, no 29. Oh, 29 and 12 yeah, a, a night. Gyro, a gyro-stepping 29 and 12. A yeah, gyro-stepping? Oh, Giannis, Giannis is, oh. is number one, and we're going to talk about the <laughs> – Wait. We're gonna talk, gyro-stepping. Like gyro. yeah, 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 like the sandwich. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, like the sandwich. I don't oh, enough, enough, enough. <laughs> Giannis is number one. Perk's right. It's over. The debate is over. <laughs> After that, you can go two – you could you depending on my mood, what I had for dinner, if I got gyro? sleep, if I'm hungover, you <laughs> could put you could put anyone. <laughs> you could put anyone at number two. You could put LeBron at number two, and I'd be like, okay, I can't argue with that. Luca, Kevin Durant is eighth. You could put Kevin Durant was like neck and neck with Giannis a year ago or something. So you could. These guys are all so good. I will say the one thing though, when I look at these rankings, is you asked about Luca mm. at three. I think that feels right because in the playoffs, that sort of point forward six 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 seven six eight ball handler yeah. is just – it's easier to run your offense through that guy than it is through a Jokic, as great as he is as a passer, or through an Embiid. I think there is something to that. But Giannis is – he's just a Giannis. There's no position for him. He's just a Giannis. Uh, so let's <laughs> – let's, I think we all agree, right, Chanae, that Giannis Attentacumpo sort of indisputably should hold that number oh, one position. Oh, yes. I think there was a point where, like, people were saying the last few years he's the most dominant player mm-hmm. in the NBA. Nah, fam. Best player in the NBA. Like, that's what he's proven. Mm-hmm. So, so Kendrick, mm-hmm. then backing it up to the and I was one of those higher people. top five. We appreciate your uh, taking responsibility there. We're backing it up because we do keep receipts, as, as Kendrick has learned. As we back it up to the entire top five, how do you feel about the top five players in the NBA as a whole? Oh, you want me to give you my list? I want you to give you, me, your list. World. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, here, here it go right here. Right at number two, I got Steph Curry. Mm. Finals MVP, NBA champion. I'm not mad at that. Broke the three-point t- uh, three record last season, changed the game forever, and he's still doing it, okay? And at number three, I'm going with LeBron James. People can say what they want. I know in seven years he's going to be eligible for his pension, and I get that. But he still averaged 30 last season, and he's still a problem in today's game. And at number four, I'm going with Jokic, okay? Two-time MVP, 
I know a lot of people say he won the MVP twice, back to back. I'm hating, but I'm not hating. He's in the top five. He's actually ranked number four. That's a great number for him. At number five, I'm going with the big Philly, Joel Embiid. Did we watch him single-handedly carry the Philadelphia 76ers last season when Ben Simmons quit on him? Didn't he finish second to, 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 the, Yoke, uh, to the Joker for his uh, MVP runnings? What well, didn't he average the most points? Uh, I believe it was since Shaquille O'Neal for a center-wise. This is my top five. This list is right. This list is great. That is what it is. <laughs> Carry on. Perk, I got no problems mm -hmm. with your list. No problems. LeBron at number three. Look, for the regular season, he's not going to play as many games as these other guys, and that's fine. But in a playoff series, in a game seven, I'll still take LeBron in that top five. But Perk, Perk, mm -hmm. Perk, you spent all last spring – yelling at me, embarrassing me on national television for voting Jokic over Embiid as MVP, <laughs> even though it was a razor-thin decision that I lost sleep over. I sweated over. You yelled at me, uh. and you put Jokic above Embiid on your top five. <laughs> I want you to take it all back. Yeah. I uh, think you owe him a public apology. What, 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 what? <laughs> Well, Zach, Zach, I didn't embarrass you. You embarrassed yourself when you came on with the What are you doing now, then? You, you just put him on your <laughs> list. You just put him number four on your list. Explain yourself. Explain uh, yourself. Park, be nice. Okay. No. I, you know what, Park? Let's just, let's just gyro step into our next segment because I yeah, can't He's got do no this explanation. Today. That's why. Right. He's I got no explanation. Coming up next on NBA Today, WNBA champ Becky Hammond joins the show live, and we ask her how she did it in her first year coaching the Aces. We will be right back. It's Friday, Perk. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're watching NBA Today. This season has come up aces. The Las Vegas Aces, your 2022 WNBA champions. City is already. 
Everybody come to the city. We about to go crazy. Throwing t-shirts, shirts off the side. Come to reality. Every time I step on the court, I'm gonna be a dog for every single one of y'all. I'm just so glad we won a chip for the city, and we're not done up in this thing. You feel me? Vegas standards. It was a party when the Aces hit the street. Becky Hammond, welcome to NBA Today, WNBA champion. I mean, I was just watching you watch that video. Do you have the Kelsey Plum in your repertoire? Do you have the bark? Oh, man. She's a dog for sure. She's a dog. Man, we, we Las Vegas came out. I couldn't <laughs> believe the crowd. I was I was blown away. It was really incredible just to, to watch it. I just need to get this out of the way. I know Asia Wilson said that everyone was required to take four shots, whether it was juice for children or something a little bit stronger. Did you meet the minimum requirement? I, I had a couple drinks. I can't say I didn't, <laughs> but I, I had a couple drinks. Um, but this team, I mean, they play hard. Every They just go hard. Whatever they're doing, they go hard. And uh, so when it was a party, um, it turned into a huge party. <laughs> it certainly turned into a huge party. I don't get FOMO very often. In fact, usually I have POMO proud of missing out. I had FOMO watching that <laughs> on television. I do want to go back, though, Becky, to back to two days before the party, the game between the Aces and the Sun, WNBA Finals. When the clock hit zeros in that game, how did it make you feel? Oh, man, that's really hard to um, articulate. It's... Uh, I took like a, a a double take, like, did this just happen? And um, it's been, you know, everybody's kind of been on their own journey. I think even just the individuals, uh, player-wise, um, this franchise, myself. And so uh, for that buzzer, and you never feel good as a coach. You never feel safe or, like, secure until that final buzzer mm. goes off. <laughs> um, and so then when it finally did, um, it was a mix of, uh, exhilaration, excitement, um, relief, yeah. happy. I mean, just a, a, a range, a range of emotions. I don't like. I said, I'm pretty good with words, but I can't even articulate it. <laughs> Absolutely. Speaking of good with words, many people on our show are very good with words, and they came on this show. They said on the broadcast that Chelsea Gray had arguably the best postseason run in WNBA history. But you had an up and close and personal view of that. What was your assessment? Oh, she was on another planet. Um, I, that's my assessment. I, you know, she was she was not human during some of those stretches. Um, the degree of difficulty, you know, it's one thing to make shots, but the degree of difficulty, the heavy contest, the, the shots that she was making um, were just, it, they were crazy. They were crazy. And, um, you know, I tried to get out of the way. I tried to get the rest of the girls out of the way and just let her go to work mm. most of the time. And she went to work. I think there was an E-R-K, went to work. Uh, yeah, went. <laughs> Becky, you, you've been doubted throughout 
your entire career in basketball, called too small to play D1. You were an All-American, undrafted by the WNBA. You made six All-Star teams, not ready to be a head coach, and then you lead the Aces to the first title in your first season at the helm. What is it about you that makes it so that you can so consistently prove people wrong? Oh, man. Like I said before, you know, I don't know if it's about proving people wrong um, uh, rather than, you know, proving myself right. Um, I go where the opportunity presents itself, where I'm wanted. Um, the Aces made it very clear they wanted me to be their head coach. Um, and I saw uh, uh, with Mark um, and Nikki, I just saw them building something special. And I thought um, talent wise, you know, coaching, whatever, you got to have players. And I have players. Um, you don't win anything if you don't have great players. So we could start there. Um, but I, I, it was something that I felt like I, could provide the missing the missing pieces, so to speak. Um, you know, one of my my buddies put it as, you know, just because you got ingredients doesn't mean you can cook. And so I thought I had the right ingredients um, to to be able to to win with this team and win a championship. You certainly had the right ingredients, and now we get to see the hardware behind you at this point. Um, before I let you go, Becky, you were a finalist for uh, the Blazers' job in the NBA. It ultimately went to Chauncey Billups. You now are a WNBA champion. The next time the phone rings and a NBA team says, hey, Becky Hammond, we want you to be our head coach. What do you, what, what, what's the answer to that? Well, I like where I'm at right now. Um, the Aces have been good to me. I feel like we're just getting started. Mm. Uh, of course, I feel like uh, I never say never. Um, I came and visited this team you know, last summer and worked with uh, Plum on some of her finishing, and it never crossed my mind not even for one second um, to come back and coach. And then, you know, five months later, I'm making a decision to leave the NBA and come back to the W. And um, honest to goodness, it was one of the best decisions I ever made. Um, all things happen for a reason mm. at the end, you know, good or bad. Uh, there's purpose in everything. And it's about walking the journey that's in front of you. And I just try to walk whatever path I am on to the best of my ability and uh, be thankful and enjoy the journey with the people that I'm on it with. Well, and that journey, at least for now, it, it culminated in a championship. And before, we were watching you set up this shot, and it was important to have that net in the background. Why? <laughs> I, I, I mean, Jiggy set that up. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it just adds another uh, element. Um, you know, I haven't seen the trophy, actually, since since the uh, since the parade. So it's nice to have it sitting here on my, my desk. Um, and uh, it's... For me, you know, it's been 24 years mm. in a professional arena, either in the WNBA or in the NBA. Um, so it's been a long time coming, so I'm going to enjoy the hell out of it. Maybe take it for a little drive, take it out to coffee, take it for a drink. You don't have to give it back right away. Maybe you can have it for a little bit. Yeah, you know, I got a nice little convertible thing. I could just write, I could just put her out top and just and hold it up. And um, Vegas has been uh, awesome. I mean, uh, you know. Going through store, I, everybody's so excited, so lit. This place was ready to go on, uh, start on fire <laughs> the other day. Um, so we're happy to be uh, Las Vegas's basketball team. And we were happy to watch you this season, Becky. Thank you so much for spending some time with us here on NBA Today. And once again, congratulations. Thank you very much. Plenty of aces will be in action at the 19th annual FIBA Women's Basketball World Cup. It starts this week in Australia. And the star-studded U.S. team takes on China in a preliminary round matchup tonight at 12.30 a.m. Eastern. Woo, get your coffee. E2 in the app. The U.S. is looking for their fourth straight gold medal. Coming up on NBA Today, with Ime Udoka suspended this season, what's next for the Celtics? We will be right back.
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to NBA Today. We continue our coverage of Ime Udoka's suspension. Brad Stevens confirmed in today's press conference that Joe Mazzulla would be the head coach. He also confirmed that he would not be returning to the post that Stevens held for eight years. Was there a point where you considered, almost for like stability reasons, obviously you have great familiarity with this team, um, to step in and coach on an interim basis? Um, Joe's, Joe's the best choice to do that um, by a long shot. If you don't like the results, would you think about taking over? Absolutely not. We did have a conversation, a brief one. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you yeah, know, I think I think the other part of it is is like just wanted to, you know, make sure. Um, there's a lot of factors in play of why I wouldn't necessarily even want to do that, um, but I think that, um, you know, I, I do think that I'm, and I and I've told Joe this, like I'm going to be there for him without stepping on his toes. Adrian Wojnarowski joins us once again. And Woj, you were the first to report that Joe Mazzulla would be taking over. Why were the Celtics confident that he was the right choice here? Well, start with this. I Listen, coaching in the NBA, so much of it is about being able to command the room, having a presence that's going to command respect, and that Joe Mazzulla has that, and particularly he has it with this group because he's, you know, he's got relationships with their key players. Uh, even at 34 years old, listen, he was going to be a head coach in this league. He was on the fast track. This is far sooner than anyone would have imagined. But I think they believe tactically uh, he can do what's necessary. I think defensively, especially on the defensive side of the ball, I'm told, uh, really proficient. You saw the uh, – he played a significant role with Ime Odoka last year and, and helping to shape a defense that became the best in the league. He's been an overachiever. His whole life. He's a kid from Rhode Island who goes to West Virginia on a scholarship. You know, he's scored 17 points in an Elite Eight game against John Wall for West Virginia, gets him to a Final Four. And listen, just a few years ago, you know, he's a small college coach in West Virginia at the Division II level, onto Maine of the G League, and then into the NBA. The Utah Jazz were really impressed when they interviewed him for their opening. But this isn't the Jazz. This isn't a rebuild. Mm. This is a team with championship aspirations. And certainly, listen, this is a tall order uh, for Joe Missoula. Uh, but Brad Stevens has been one of his great proponents. Uh, he hired him. He, uh, I think, really recommended to Ime Odoka that he keep him on his staff when mm. he took over. And so uh, these are not ideal circumstances. Uh, but I think it speaks to the confidence uh, Brad um, uh Brad has in putting him in and allowing him to coach a team that they think should compete for a title. Well, I remember back in June, Jason Tatum also had very high praise for Missoula Woj. Thank you so much for that insight and information. We still have so much more to come here on our show. Hear from the Hawks all-star backcourt duo as they hit the podium earlier this afternoon. We will be back in 60 seconds. NBA Today is brought to you by Coors Light, made to chill. 
Hey everyone, I'm Malika Andrews and we have a special Media Day show for you on Monday. Hear from the Celtics, the Suns and Kevin Durant for the first time since returning to Brooklyn. Plus, my sit-down conversation with Zion Williamson. We're at a special time, 2 o'clock Eastern on Monday. See you there. NBA Today's Media Day special is Monday, but the Hawks, they held theirs early. So the new all-star DeJounte Murray was asked whether he and Trey Young had anything to prove in the league. Listen to what he had to say. I think it ain't really proving nothing to the league. Uh, you know, it's proving to the people that do believe in us, uh, you know, which is the organization that made, you know, the, the, the move to bring me to this team. Uh, you know, I ain't trying to step on no toes. You know, they have a great thing going here. You know, Trey, you know, earned the rights. Uh, of who he is and, you know, uh, this organization, you know, I'm coming to help. It's going to be fun having somebody like DeJounte who he comes off a of pick and roll and I'm in the corner and there's my man's got to pick either choose the role man or leave me open. So, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be pick your poison. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And we all believe what we can do and we, we, we believe we can win a championship. I know I do. Pick your poison. Janae, I saw you making a little Okay, I like that. I'm going to keep that same energy for them. If they keep winning, it's pick your poison. That's how it should be. All right, Perk, real quick, what do you think? I love it. I love it. I mean, when you think about the missing piece, right, the missing piece was murder. Now a guy that's a two-way defender, a guy that also can make plays for other. He could guard multiple positions at the wing position because of his size and length. And let's not forget about DeAndre Hunter. He's really one of those guys that nobody talk about that's going to be very, very key for their success. Here's what I, I want to be able to prove that we can pronounce. What was it? it it's Hero. I just got a tweet from Thierry. Not Thierry Nihil. The Hawks aren't winning a It's pronounced Hero. Okay, it's Hero. They're going to be good, though. I can be your gyro, baby. I'm sussing you out.